You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, happy Tuesday. This is Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkanen, Dennis Dick. A lot going on today. You can see that the markets are trading higher. Um, Do we have any new developments from Ukraine? I think we do. The question is, do we believe it? Um, That I'm not so sure about. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, We had a slew of 13F filings out overnight. Um, Warren Buffett's filing hit, so we're going to talk about that. We have some more M&A to discuss. We will discuss the biggest movers of the morning, a couple earnings on our radar, take questions from our chat. And Michael Pachter is today's guest from Wedbush. He is a video game analyst. He'll be on at 8.35. So hit that like button and um, grab some coffee and uh, let's go. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. What's up, everyone? What's up, Joel? What's up, Joel? What's up? up? The market, baby. We're up 68 and three quarters handles at 4462.75, just off the pre market high of 4468. I know everyone wants to short this rip. I just, I'm having a hard time finding resistance on this chart. Uh, Let's move on to crude. This is not good for crude. Down 308 at 92.39. Uh, what else? We got uh, gold slipping, 1820. No chaos, not good for gold at 1851.70. Silver down 53 cents at 23.31. Everyone's buying, might as well buy some Bitcoin up 21.10 at 44.315. And Ethereum futures, they're going the same way. They're up 7.85%, at 31.24.50. But before we get started, We got to come over the breaking news. It wasn't brought to you by Benzinga Pro News Desk. It was brought to you by Triple D. What did I break? What did I break this time? Warren Buffett is doing risk arbitrage. 
<laughs> you gotta start with my bad joke. <laughs> we need to bury that. <laughs> we need to bury that. That was a bad joke, and uh, I, multiple people on Twitter pointed out to it me wasn't that I'm that an idiot. I, I, on the spectrum of bad jokes, that was not. That I, was okay. I, I thought so, it was good. Okay, so back it up. We get obviously the filings. We see Warren Buffett's new p- position. Activision Blizzard is in there, and it starts blasting off last night. I was like. What the hell are you buying Activision Blizzard for? Because Buffett bought it. I mean, one, we both know this was probably bought before the quarter or before the, the filing. And had, Should we explain and that again? 45 days it? old. Old news. Uh, Warren Buffett is obviously, you know, and I was saying it's a value stock. And it was a value stock. And Warren Buffett had perfect timing on this, though. Talk about his timing, though. Like, he that. bought it. And it got bought out, like, probably a week later. That's good timing, Warren. He's look solid. at this. He was buying so hot right now. Look at this. Like he was probably like 45 days ago, right? That's like a, a yeah. month and well, a half. You know, we know at least, yeah, we yeah. know about 45 look at that. days ago. Look at that. Look at, he was he like buying the dip. Not he even was, Leah. Yeah. He was saying, hit my bid, hit my yeah. bid, hit yeah. my bid, hit my bid. And then this is when the algos started sniffing yeah. it out. That's when the algos caught on, right? Right, algos. So he didn't want to buy into that. So his average price is probably like sixty three and a half or something like that. So and remember, sure. two things. One, he could have already sold it. Two, is you know this is a deal stock. It's not going to take off. So a lot of times, you see Warren Buffett buy a new stock, it blasts off three, four, five percent. But this is already a deal stock. This is trading off of you know. In, we know when you get into risk arbitrage. It's going to trade off of you know interest rates to a certain extent because of the time value of money in there. And then the risk of, obviously, the deal not going through. So we know there's a significant discount being priced in for that right now because the deal price, I believe, I've already forgotten. I think it's about 95. Five, it? yeah. And it's a cash deal. So there's a significant discount to uh, huge, um, the market, deal. the risk arb, saying that this deal could potentially get blocked. And it, and it could. So in any regard here, it isn't going to have this big 3 4 5% pop because Warren Buffett bought it. So it popped on the initial. The algos, they're all dumb. They all bought it. I actually shorted it um, on into the pop. Um, but then I covered it. And then uh, I covered it like literally like five minutes later. And then I just threw out a tweet after I did the trade. Because I never usually tweet. I, ne- I don't like tweeting when I'm in a trade. But then I was done the trade. So then I tweeted out just for fun. Is Warren Buffett getting into risk arbitrage? Just because I thought it was kind of funny. But anyways, multiple people point out to me that I'm an idiot and I don't understand. Um, so that's Twitter. That's the love you get. But what I've learned, and it took me a long time to learn, is Spencer, you're right. You've got to kill him with kindness. <laughs> you know, I used to get into like fights, you know, on Twitter. Like somebody would say something, you're an idiot or you're dumb or you don't know what you're talking about. And I'd be like fighting back. Yes, I know what I'm talking about. What do you, ta- what do you say? I don't know what I'm talking about. I can send you my resume. You don't say that. You don't do that stuff now. You just say, thank you for your opinion or thank you very much for your comments. I appreciate them. Have a nice day. And then it ends it usually. And then you don't have to worry about it. And it makes you feel better about yourself too. You don't engage. Don't engage with the haters. That's the main thing. Sometimes you can't help it though. Joel, you like to engage with the haters sometimes too, don't you? No, you don't? Joel never engages? You're on mute, Joel. Wake up. Wait, yeah. Joel mute Joel. I didn't do that. Joel mute himself. I did that myself because I could you get mad at me when I take a drink of water? You go, everyone can hear you taking a drink well, of you water. Slurp it. <laughs> I should get a straw. No. Um Nerf. well first of all, in our family, we have like the twenty four hour rule, you know? Like if someone really like pisses you off and you're like you really want to <laughs> no. have it, we, we institute the twenty four hour rule. And it's like Let you it just, simmer. You know, 
Yeah, you simmer. Then you wake up the next morning and like you forget about it. So on Twitter, like you know, like you start things, like you include me in some of your controversial tweets. Oh, I I tweet controversial stuff. So it's going to you know, like nobody likes hearing something bad about their stock. So when I come on like Peloton and say, okay, just pop twenty five percent, I'd be taking profits if I was in the stock. People are going to fight me on that because there's certain people that are in the stock from like eighty or ninety or more, and they. Now I have a different opinion. You were even fighting me on that one, Joel. But I mean, it's, and I was it's, right. when you tweet about stocks, it's a controversial subject because there is people who are along these stocks and they don't want to hear something negative about the stock they own. They only want to hear positive commentary. But we're in a market and sometimes it's positive, sometimes it's negative, sometimes we're bullish, sometimes we're bearish. I'll give my opinion. You want an opinion? I'll give an opinion. And if you don't like it, well, you know, then usually you get some hate. <laughs> if you say something negative about any stock, though, guaranteed you're getting some hate back because somebody out there will read it that owns the stock and not like what you said. Uh, okay, can we go through the rest of Warren Buffett's moves? Uh, sure. He, he bought some Activision. Again, this is all last quarter, so this is yeah. be from... He's um, probably already out. October, the October, November, December Warren. period. Um, but is hey, a day trader too, Dennis? Is that uh, breaking news? That, no, yeah, they'll say, you know, Warren Buffett's only long term investing. What do you mean as a day trader? That was a joke, too. Sorry, that was a joke. Bad so, joke. Uh, uh, let's go through his new positions that he took that were new as of the end of the year. Uh, Activision, we talked about that already. New holdings, ticker NU. And now, the reason we're starting with Buffett is because, uh, Warren Buffett is broadly speaking the the only the only guy with the influence to to move stocks on his 13F filing. Right. Uh, so so you're going to see new trading higher. We just talked about ATVI trading higher. Um, here's an, another new state. again ATVI just to go. Don't be chasing it up like yeah. you know thirty cents a day, thinking it's going up five six percent because Warren bought it. It's a deal stock. You're in a risk garb stock. It's not going to have Warren Buffett isn't going to have much influence, if any, on this stock. Yep. So the only reason it's trading up a little bit is probably just as simply the market is up overall. And here's one thing, just taking it back. I'm sorry to go on the tangent, but I just want to teach us one thing. You've got obviously stocks are all up. There's a certain tracking that a risk garb stock that has the potential for a deal to not go through that will follow the overall market. There's a certain little portion of it. And the reason for that is if the deal doesn't go through, well, today is still a good day for stock. So Activision on its own would be up a little bit just to bake in the fact that if you priced it without it, understand, kind of follow my concept on that. I do. If Activision was a free, if, if Activision was just not in the deal, it would go up on a day like this. So it's going to go up just a little bit because if the deal broke up, well, that means Activision's worth a little bit more today because the market's uh, moving up. So you do see Activision track the market just a smidgen, but a lot less. But the main influence on Activision is time, value, and money and the potential that the deal doesn't go through. That's and just to, to illustrate uh, your point, uh, the Spoos are up 1.45% while Activision's only up 0.38%. It's not going to go up much today. Right. And and that's for the simple reason, even off the Warren. It might be off Warren. Maybe, you know, it's getting some media attention. A couple of people are excited. But, you know, you just don't want to be chasing deal stocks on because Warren Buffett bought them because it's nothing to do with it. Okay, right. so, so sorry. Three, Back three, to Warren. It's okay. Three new stakes last quarter. Activision, new, and my personal favorite, Fwonk, F-W-O-N-K, Formula One. Like, great minds what? think alike. Wait a second. What? Great, Formula One? Great yes. minds. Is that right? Great minds think alike. 
I also bought this stock. New you station. had an inside. You you had Wait, inside information. So FWONK, he bought FWONK. Yeah, I didn't. A, see. Where a, was that one? Just a little bit. Uh, wait, here, let me check. Is it a new stake? Because it's not trading up. That should I, be trading up. That's why I got I'm it right. I didn't actually. I, I'm, I'm bad. It was trading it's, last night, and I didn't actually read the disclosure of what he bought. So, so the reason it's it's confusing, and I, here, let, let okay, yeah, explain to me why the market's confusing. I, I'm, this, I'm, I'm not trading show, up. I'm just gonna show you like the actual like table. This is the actual table, right? Show From, me. This is the filing itself. The reason it's confusing is because, like, Liberty Media, there's, like, four Liberty Medias, oh, right? Oh, gosh. Right? So, so th- th- this stuff, this is not new. All these Liberty, Liberty Medias here, those are not new. But this is a different company, right? There's uh, too many Liberty Media stocks. Yeah. I want to protest to the regulators to get rid of a couple Liberty Media stocks. It, it, and it they is, all have five symbols, too, Joel. It's too many for a trader to type in. <laughs> it is confusing. Isn't, but but I believe but but I, I mean it's a different company for uh, formula fr he bought the class what the class c uh fr mla that's not the ticker but uh it is confusing but I believe that's 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 what it's referring to for Liberty media class c that's 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 fun so um anyway uh that was in there as, as a new stake the rest of this is not as hard to understand he liquidated two stakes he liquidated Sirius and he liquidated Teva. TEVA. Um, as far as ads and um, re- reductions, he added to his stake in Chevron. He added to his stake in Floor and Decor, which is ticker FND. Yeah. He added to his stake in Restoration Hardware. Cool. He's in Restoration Hardware? Look right there, Dennis. RH. That's got to be not a Warren pick because he's got the other people in there too. What's the P on a restoration hardware? Maybe it is. Maybe it's lower than you think. You know what? The Teva, the Teva was not a Warren pick too. Yeah, it was that guy that used to work for him. Yeah, that other guy screwed up. Yeah, uh, the, P, the P on RH is the forward P is sixteen, Dennis. So oh, so it is a value stock. That's crazy. The Warren. I've never. Me and Joel have never understood that store. You go in there and like you feel like you're going into an antique store, and every single thing you touch is worth thousands of dollars. Yeah, it's amazing. So, I guess the rich people like it. Maybe me and Joel were just not rich enough <laughs> to appreciate all that stuff. All right. Uh, as far as what stocks he he low he did a lot of selling. He did a lot of trimming last quarter. Uh, although not, I'm telling not, you, he's a day trader now. Not in this the one stock Joel was going to hang. His he hat never on. sold any Apple. He didn't touch Apple. I got to call him later. How much? Apple. Okay, stop. Somebody last night. Go into the filings. How much of Berkshire Hathaway is now Apple? Because he's no longer diversified. Uh, Do we have a percentage of what this is in this portfolio? Uh, well, somebody he, said it was forty-eight percent. Is that oh, accurate? Warren, really? Somebody said that on Twitter. I'm not sure if that's accurate. That's why I'm throwing it to you. Maybe I, do the math on that. I today. would have to do the. But can math. chat verify that? Is Apple is Berkshire Hathaway holding forty-eight percent Apple now? Mitch has something. So, so I, it, it was. It was yeah, 40. It, it was at 40 it, it, before this. It, it was 44 before this. It was 44. It was 40. Oh, so it probably is. It's probably right. 48% yeah. of one stock? Yeah. That's so unlike him. Like, yeah. I mean, it's grown into that. Obviously, it's all grown into that. But you're right, Joel. Like, you'd think he'd start trimming that. Because now, even, and you can see the correlation here, which is, you know, I've noticed it for a long time. I mean, bring up Apple and bring up Burke.B on a chart. And you think you're Burke.B. I mean, you're buying a good... When you're buying Burke.B, you're buying half Apple. Yeah. And the charts follow each other. 
Like if you put the dailies, there's going to be little intricate moves that aren't, but the charts are kind of following each other to a certain extent. Maybe not. Maybe I'm making it up. But no, I think so. I think bit. if you put them on top of each other, you can see the pattern. Yeah. You can kind of see the two. Spencer, They're very high correlation. Right? Spencer, yeah, you're going uh, with that. Uh, he knows how to do that tricky stuff. It, it's, I mean, it's not too, not so tricky in pro, but here we go. I'm, I'm making them do it on the fly. I got a confirmation um, from the street. It's 47.6%. There you go. Somebody rounded. That's the right round. Oh. Math. I mean, 47.6. You round up. Yeah, Dennis, Dennis, here's your Burke and Purple and your Apple. Look at that. Candles. Yeah. So you literally, when you're buying Berkshire Hathaway now, you are really buying Apple. That's crazy That's to, to think about. Yeah, because you think you're buying this, you know, value portfolio. And Apple, so to a certain extent, is still seen as a value tech stock because it's not like a you know trading like 50 or 70 or 80 times earnings, but it's not cheap. I'm actually very surprised, Joel, that you were wrong on this. I would have thought he would have trimmed as well. So I, I yeah, I'm surprised. 48 percent. Wow. Um, other other uh, stocks he so okay he did a lot of uh, trimming right he trimmed uh, some Bristol Meyer he trimmed some AbbVie and he trimmed some Royalty Pharma ticker RPRX he also trimmed Visa Mastercard Kroger Marshall McLennan and Charter I think he just wants to hold Apple eventually he trimmed everything except Apple it's forty eight percent of his portfolio so he's just decided in the long run that he's just going to be owning Apple Berkshire Hathaway will eventually just merge with Apple. <laughs> that's a joke too bad joke <laughs> don't not try to start bad rumors here today but 48 percent apple wow yeah and that's it well i so, thought it was like 25 or 30 i don't pay close enough attention i knew it was a big chunk because it has grown into that i mean even in my own investment portfolio i think apple is eight or ten percent i start positioned at like one percent it's just grown into that so i mean at a certain point if it gets too high you almost have to trim it just to rebalance yourself but I would never let something get 48%. It's been the right move, though. I mean, Apple's been an unbelievable outperformer. Yep. So that's the Buffett portfolio. Um, again, new stakes in Activision, ticker NU, uh, Flonk, sold his stakes in Teva and Sirius and uh, Apple. What was and- the old NU, Dennis? Remember there was a stock NU before this? Nope. Throw me under the bus on this one. I don't. Uh- I don't know, Spinner. Maybe I'm making it up. NU. Northeast, North, Northeast Utilities? Maybe. No? Spinner, Maybe. get out, man. You like those utility stocks. Back in the day, Joel traded all the utility stocks. He was like the utility stock <laughs> arbitrage master over there. Let's go to me. I was right. Here. It was we Northeast. Started with Warren, but what is really the driver here today? You need to yeah, talk about Yeah, we didn't about, even talk about it. It's all Ukraine. It's all the next headline. It's the only thing that matters is the next headline. doesn't matter what your chart looks like right now because if they come out, and all of a sudden, the troops, some troops are returning to the bases. That equals a 60-point rally in the S&P, apparently. So I just gave away the news. but Yeah, I mean, that that is the news. It was a report overnight that... Uh, but there's no confirmation here. There's never... Some, nothing somebody is, is just saying nothing that is there is confirmed. some troops returning to the bases. Nothing is confirmed, Dennis. Okay, so... Because they're waiting until this... after the Olympics. So, okay, so if you're buying stocks today, you're basically you're saying that Ukraine, the Ukraine situation has de-escalated and it looks like it's going to, you know, maybe not materialize into an all-out war here. 
I don't know if I'm going to say that. I don't know if I'm going to bank on that. That's why if I was, you know, looking at this as an, I, I look at this as an opportunity to sell stocks because I think there's going to be a headline tomorrow. Oh, oh, there's the troops aren't there's troops still kicking around here and there'll be some negative headline. Oh, they're moving in. Look out. And the market will start selling off here again. I think today is what is called your classic suckers rally. Um, and a sucker's rally is just simply a rally that is, sim- is is on a headline. It's driven by some type of catalyst and then usually retracted or given back very quickly. So I think there's going to be a headline in the next day or two. Just, you know, not that I know anything, but, you know, we've had headlines coming from Ukraine, a lot of them lately. I think there's going to be a negative one coming out in the next couple of days, probably, and it'll drive the market back down. So... If I was in stocks and I was too long or I bought the dip yesterday, I would probably be selling this rip today. All right. I just want to give my, and I don't want any heat from this, but this is my, just my geopolitical situation and, and take on things with the world economy. Uh, he was just testing NATO after it'd been weakened over the last few years. All right. But Biden and the allies, they kind of said, hey, you know, we're kind of getting our act together. and. Uh, you know, so we backed off a little bit. Uh, of course, you know, they're selling as much oil as they can over 90 bucks, right? I mean, high oil is good for them. Uh, but to me, like just in my log, you know, observance of wars and ground wars, I mean, for them to go in there and do a ground war in the Ukraine with the way they're kind of, I mean, that that just, that would be, that, that cost a lot of money. It could be an economic disaster. They're already they're already teetering, and uh, you know he, he's going to go back. Who wants the, the ground war in the Ukraine? I, that that's what I think. They pumped I, oil. I just think it dries oil prices too, though. Is well, the one consideration is what is Russia's biggest business? I mean, you know, look at what oil has done with you know the worries, and obviously about yep. the Ukraine situation. So he benefits from you know in multiple ways here from. You know, from, from but that benefit could be offset if they have a ground war. I mean, in in the Ukraine, so that that's we, we don't know where this is going to go. No, way. I'll just say I don't think it's over. So I don't think to, I think today is a relief pop and saying, hey, maybe you know we're not going into a hostile. It's not going to be as hostile as it once was. You know, if the troops are backing off, but this is to report. I don't even know what you can believe coming out over there. So I think it's an overshoot. As much as, you know, maybe, you know, to some people's other point is maybe we we overshot selling it off as much as we did the last couple of days. You know, maybe this is an overshoot. But if you just take us back to the technicals and we can use technicals actually after the fact, we have the headline. I mean, let's do a 50% retracement. So we were 457 on SPY. Take us down to 435 on SPY. That's 22 points. You rally 11 up from there. You're 445, 446. We're just getting back to the 50% retracement from the sell-off the last three days. And in my experience, it's always better to fade the 50% retracement, meaning, you know, when you get up, stocks moving waves, right? So you're moving up, you're moving down, moving up. Stocks are in uptrends, you're buying the dips. So it's actually, we've been trending down here to a certain extent, not overall on SPY, but it's starting to round. And I mean, you just had a 50% retracement move. It was a big sell-off the last three days. So you get a little relief pop here, a little bit yesterday afternoon into today. I think you, you know, and maybe it continues on. You're never, we're never going to get a perfect, but I think you're lightening up stocks into this if you're trading. If it's you're already trading. happening right now. Forty-four sixty, uh, just a little bit, nothing major. Forty-four sixty-eight. We're trading forty-four fifty-five and a half. So we already have uh, backed off a little bit. 
Um, where was I about to go with that? Oh yeah, uh, sorry, I was about to move, move us on to uh, 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 the next topic here. I was about. Well, to that's move good. To, Keep uh, us moving. I was going to move us on today. To, today to, to Intel. Intel, uh, back in the news, doing some more M and A here. They are acquiring. Uh, per the Wall Street Journal, Tower Semiconductor ticker TSEM. Wow. This is an all cash deal. Uh, Fifty-three dollars per share is what Intel is paying for TSEM. Uh, recall that Intel has been. Uh, well, they're rumored to buy uh, Global Foundries. That didn't happen. They just invested uh, in that new plant in, I think, Ohio. I want to say, um, and uh, they've bought. Mobileye in the past, which I guess they're, they're uh, um, and this is a confirmed deal now. It was broken by the rumor broke yesterday from yes. the Wall Street Journal. We're I, now confirmed. Should, Do we have an actual price? I should have clarified. Yeah, it was a it was reported last night and then confirmed this morning. So, yes, the the, 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 the yeah. 50, What's the price? Fifty three is is the price. Is it stock or is it cash? Yes, it's cash. Huh. Wow, these risk arbs, man. 53 and that's trading at 47 we are not in kansas anymore because they put serious discounts on these and maybe it's the inflation you know maybe it's a time value of money but there's just or maybe it's just the fact like are they gonna block this deal too like is that what they're saying because the 53 at a six point discount on a 46 dollar stock it's like a 14 percent. you know you know it's a pretty good <laughs> that's a pretty good discount you know 13 14 but i mean we saw it with activision blizzard too so I don't know. You think there's risk in this deal not going through? I don't. Intel what, needs to do something. Yeah, this is a little bit different. Where on that Activision Microsoft deal never traded over uh, over eighty six with a ninety five price tag. But uh, the only thing I could give you, folks, is when there's who the a hell cash bought it at fifty four? This morning? you took it right out of fifty five, Dennis. When you see a cash deal for fifty three. Don't, don't pay, pay 55. 55. And don't say I never gave you good enough. That is an investment. Don't say. There, there's a good hot tip for you. What? <laughs> Who's running these news out? They must just be running that the deal and they're just buying and not seeing the price or something. Like, what the hell? That would be a pay bad $55. thing not to put in an there, That news algo, and it's wrong on earnings. There's a couple out there that are just terrible. There's some really good ones. Don't kid yourself. There's some really good news algos too being run, probably by the smartest people out there. But anybody can write an algorithm now and employ it in the market. That's the, what we're into. And there are some dumb ones out there. Let's don't pay fifty five for a fifty three takeover in this environment. You're not getting a big. They say, oh, fifty five. Well, we got fifty three. Maybe we're going to get more. No, we're not in twenty twenty anymore, guys. We're in twenty twenty two. There is inflation, there's time value of money, there's risk that deals don't go through, and they put a discount on everything anyways. Just like they're all coming for... uh, Don't pay more on the cash takeout price. Hot tip from Joel Alconin. Yeah, just like everyone wants to pay more than 64 for uh, Kohl's, right? Well, that's it. It's 58. (laughs) <laughs> it, it trade up to that price too so you know the play on these initial headlines they get up those cash takeout price ring the register get the hell out uh you want to look at uh fun while we're at it because they they had a takeover rumor and oh, we uh, have to clarify here are we talking cedar point fun f-u-n or ph yes. like pretty hot in it was a ph fun pretty hot cedar point cedar point sorry f-u-n cedar point fun cedar point fun okay, thank you fun. Uh, no, but they had a rumor that uh, SeaWorld was going to come in and buy them. Oh, yeah. And that's not confirmed at all, but the stock keeps on going higher. 
Look they got it. a reopening trade. It's going to be vicious there too, though. I mean, if I was in the local area, I'd be going to Cedar Point here too because we've been cooped up forever. But so the reopening trade is going to help all of these companies. Yeah, I don't know. You pop this much on rumors here and that hasn't materialized yet. I ring the register on all this stuff. But I, I you know, maybe I sell too soon. Maybe I miss the last dollar. Yeah, um, I wouldn't chase it. I wouldn't chase it either. If you want to ring the register, if you're along uh, MoneyGram, MGI, that stock is halted right now, but it's going to resume in, in two What's minutes. What's the news now. here? They're getting taken over. Uh, Madison Dearborn Partners for $11 a share. So MGI halted to resume at 8.30. So that's in a minute and a half now. Don't pay uh, more than 11. Don't pay more than 11. That's MGI. my tip. When not investment advice, but I would just say as a trader, when the cash takeout price is 11, I don't pay 12. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, probably going to be a discount. Um, but, you know, this is Hey, Dennis, did, did you ever go to Boblo Island? Yeah, Boblo was awesome. Oh, yeah. I love Boblo. Yeah, too bad that closed. No, I know. That was awesome. It was right between, right? It was uh, half American, half Canadian, really. It was right in the middle of the Detroit River. So Boblo Island. It was a poor man's Cedar Point. So we went there a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't uh, grow up with a lot of money. So we went to Boblo a lot. <laughs> if you care about such things, we are going to get a PPI in in a minute now at 8 30. Ooh, Dennis, Dennis, PPI. Go wide. Hey, producer, producer prices are going higher. They're they're expected to rise. Okay, I'm actually scared on this number. I am <laughs> going to go wide because we have just seen this market. Yeah, we know how this market can roll sometimes. All right. Yeah, I, okay, I, I, we're I, at fit. We, you already see some profit taking here going into the uh, to the actual report here. We're 14 points off the high. I was. Where's my uh, trusty calculator? What a setup, actually. Just uh, 30 For seconds. A crappy number, here. right? It'd be like, ah, everything's going back down. I should have sold. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't want to own stocks here right now. Just my opinion. Okay, I'm going to. Right. <laughs> Wait, in the span of 30 seconds, we went from, oh, who cares about PPI to, oh, I got to go trade this number. So uh, anyway, as I was saying, uh, ec- expectations are for uh, PPI to have risen a half a percent in uh, it's gonna be more. It's in January. Be more. Uh, let's see. Let's see if we actually get some movement off this. Mm. Let's see if we actually get some movement. I don't, I don't okay. know. Okay. Hot number. Hot number coming out. I'm not convinced that we will. Uh, it's hot. It's hot. Uh, oh, wait, we got a few different numbers coming out at the same time here. So Empire State Manufacturing, I don't care about that. Um, I'm not seeing any movement. And so I don't I'm see- seeing uh, someone, they, they hit the sell button first. Oh, there we, we go. There we go. Okay. Oh, yeah. A little hot. Okay. So we had a hotter CPI, now a hotter PPI. So producer prices did rise 1% uh, month over month for us at half a percent estimate. Um, what else did we get here? Some other numbers for you. Uh, year over year comes out to a 9.7% increase Ooh. versus a 9.1% uh, estimate. The 9.7 number is in line though with, uh, with December's year over year gain. So, um, it's not as if PPI is getting worse. It's just, uh, not getting better. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
We hit it. They hit it off the. They hit it down to four, 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 six. Nothing there. I mean, if you guys can see what I'm looking looking at, I had nothing above Monday's high up to sixty three. I had no. And usually, I like to throw something in there every like ten or twelve handles. There was nothing I could find between twenty eight and sixty three and a quarter. That's a big, big open area. Uh, coming off the high like this, I'll, I'll get rid of the. Uh, Get rid of the one minute. I know not everyone likes that. To me, this just kind of reinforces what we were talking about before as far as like this is just a gift. This is a 60, 70 point rally overnight on information that we don't even know this true. So I think that's it. That 4468, boom, that's even looking like a better number now. Pulling back, um, if we drop another 20 handles, you'll fall into the top of Monday's range. I know there's not really a gap area because it's, you know, the way the spoos trade on a, on a, uh, you know, on a 23 minute or 23 hour and 15 minute cycle, there's truly no gaps, but some people start to look at it that way. Now you can have your offer stacking up here, little rallies. Uh, the rallies could be a little tougher to sell here. Uh, what else? Let's see. Think a little bit. Leaked a little bit. A little bit. Nothing major. Nothing yeah. major. Were you able to get anything off there? No, Maybe. it was pretty. It was no, not really. So it's uh, it right. was pretty small. All Six, right. seven point drop. We're kind of just settling in though, so we're still chopping around though. So there's still some movement here. All right. MGI reopened ten sixty five. So they listened to us. The algos didn't pay over a lot. No, it, but it went to it went to ten seventy five. Oh well, that was closer. At least ten seventy five is not eleven. That's true. Um, all right, you know what we can do? We can bring on our guest now. I see him here backstage, Michael Pactor, um, senior equity analyst at Wedbush Securities, uh, been covering the gaming and streaming and media space for uh, quite some time, and uh, we always love having him on. So let's get Michael Pactor on the show right now. Mr. Pactor, good morning, sir. How are we doing? Good morning, guys. Michael, I, I, have, I have one pressing question for you. Oh Did Warren Buffett consult you before he bought Activision? Yeah, it, everything he does, he calls me first. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, I, I, you were talking about discounts to acquisition price, and clearly there's a an inflation component, there's a deal component, deal risk component built in. Um, <clears throat> I think that the average uh, risk ARB fund who's talking to a white shoe law firm that's very, very experienced in M&A is talking to a partner who's done, you know, 100 M&A deals and who has seen what the FTC and Justice Department question, yet they completely lack context in the games industry. So it's really easy to look at Activision if you've never played a game before and say the industry is console and PC games. And that's it. We're going to define the concentration as console PC, which is a $20 billion market. Um, if you define it as such, then Activision and Microsoft get above 50%. I mean, they just do. And that's a problem. So clearly, Microsoft would have pricing power and the FTC will block the deal. Um, if instead you actually look at Activision's business, which is you know, Microsoft's business is console PC. Activision's business is console PC, desktop free to play. They have a game called Call of Duty Warzone. And they have some called Heroes of the Storm. Uh, and they also have a ton of mobile. And they also have a subscription service. If you add all that up, the addressable market's more like $150 billion, And the two companies combined are about 17 
which is not, nowhere near the FTC threshold to challenge the deal. So on its face, if you have a, a an M&A lawyer who has actually looked at games, he'll tell you it's going to get approved. If you have an M&A lawyer who is wow. you know typical lawyer, you know, gray-haired, 50, 60-year-old guy who's never played a game in his life, he's going to tell you no chance. Um, I happen to have been an M&A lawyer back in a prior life. Uh, I would say <laughs> no. I, I would I would put the odds of this deal going through at ninety nine point nine nine percent. Oh wow! Um, but but all right. With the caveat that everything that Microsoft's been saying publicly the last week or so, which is we're going to continue to produce uh, Call of Duty for PlayStation, um, that's not going to be an offer in a blog post at Microsoft or in a tweet by Phil Spencer. That's going to be an FTC de- consent decree. And Microsoft's going to be required to commit to do that for probably five or 10 years. My guess is 10, um, with the possibility that the FTC is going to ask them to take every game that, that has ever been produced for PlayStation in the Microsoft portfolio. Can they, can so they that do that? The Bethesda can stuff. They, can, they do, can they do that? The FTC can, be, can, can say that? Can? Sure. FTC can say whatever they want. Microsoft can say yes or no. If they say no, then the deal gets blocked and they end up in court trying to sue to, to get the deal done. All right. If they say yes, the deal goes through immediately. So I would say by year end, the FTC comes out with a list of conditions. Likely you're going to see those in June or July. Microsoft's already signaling that we will acquiesce to every condition. And I frankly think that Warren Buffett's lawyers are smarter than the risk arps lawyers. And his lawyer said, now nah, this deal is going to get approved. So he's looking at an $81 stock and he's going to cash out for 95 in 10 months, which is about a 20% annualized return. Well, not bad. well he bought it last quarter. I, I, that's not like he knew. But, but he's saying if he's still holding it, oh, which we don't okay. know if he is okay. or not, if he rang the register, but maybe from a value perspective, it doesn't. Yeah, he probably, didn't, he probably didn't buy it for, uh, for the deal. You're right. But he probably bought it for the the same reason Microsoft bought it, that he yeah. saw a $95 value at 57 last quarter. I mean, 20% return sounds pretty good to me too. So, and, but again, we are not in Kansas anymore, meaning there is some inflation there and there is time value of money concerns. I mean, go back three years ago, nobody cared anything about the time value of money, but all of a sudden with inflation running at seven and a half percent, they're like, okay, well, that's 5%, 20. It's still pretty good. So, but you think even Michael, even if this was a standalone company, if the deal didn't go through, you've uh, you had a price target of higher than this uh, prior to it anyway. So you like Activision, yeah, we were even if we it were didn't at, go through. Uh, I think one ten or one oh eight. So yes, absolutely. So you like it no matter what. Yes. Uh, Michael, we just lost your camera there for a second. Uh, hopefully, we can get it back. Was that you guys or me? No, that's you. We oh, just, look at that. Start camp. We just you always blame everybody else. It's a, uh, okay. <laughs> I didn't touch anything, I promise. Um, Michael, you recently added Unity to your best ideas list. Can we talk about that and why? Yeah, there's two reasons. Um, the immediate one is that when Apple made its IDFA changes, identification for advertisers, um, it doesn't allow advertisers to track activity from consumers from app to app on the iPhone. Um, There was a lot of concern among investors that the ad tech companies are somehow gonna lose out. And um, maybe that's true for generic advertising delivery, but Unity is specialized, and they they focus on uh, delivering ads inside mobile games. And because the the Unity engine is used inside of seventy percent of mobile games, they're a very likely partner for for most of those guys 
to deliver ads. Um, so our thesis, which is playing out, was that um, mobile advertisers would stop advertising as as heavily on Facebook, and we're seeing that happening, and they would shift those ad dollars to in-game. And so the only impediment to my thesis being right was that the mobile game companies were reluctant to allow people to advertise in their games, and then the thinking was, I make a crappy game, and I'm and I've suckered you into playing my crappy game. If you see an ad for a good game, you're going to stop playing my game and go play theirs. And if you know the analogy would be like CBS Television Network allowing ads for an ABC or an NBC TV show, which they don't do. A absolutely idiotic, because the guys who run those studios or those networks seem to think that people only watch one channel, and you know unless it's Fox News. I actually think that's just a stupid way to think things through. People don't stay on CBS all day, um, but they still don't do it. So that same mentality was at mobile game companies. I thought the mobile guys that I know, Frank Frank Chabot at Zynga among them, was smart enough to figure out, hey, we've got this inventory in our games. Let's sell it. Let's see what happens. Zynga just printed $560 million or something of, of ad revenue last year. So really a big number. Activision printed way over $300 million. Um, and EA is on track to do over 100 million. So suddenly these guys are taking ads. Somebody has to deliver them. That would be Unity. Facebook losing share. Somebody's picking it up. That would be Unity. And so I think Unity, and we, we added Iron Source as well. Those two guys who specialize in ad delivery inside mobile games were going to benefit immensely. The second reason is I actually think the metaverse is going to happen and is a thing. And uh, it's sort of like you know, picking a winner in a war, you don't really want to pick which side's going to win. You want to back the arms dealer because he's going to sell his bullets and weapons to everybody. That's unity. So if the metaverse ever becomes a thing, unity is right smack dab in the center of it, and they are going to thrive. So I, I like it immediately for the IDFA change op opportunity. I like it long term for the metaverse opportunity. Do do you cover Roblox? We're getting asked about that in the chat, and they report. You know, we have it. We have a model being built as as we speak. So I haven't yet reviewed it. I can tell you that um, I know about them. No rating or recommendation, but happy to talk to you about their core business and and their strategy. I think people were asking mostly because they report earnings tonight. They want your take. But if you haven't really looked into it, that I don't you know, know. My real take is that um, kids who were stuck at home with remote learning during COVID were probably not doing what they were supposed to do, you know, every minute that they were on screen. And they were probably playing Roblox a lot. And as they slowly migrated back to school, they're probably not playing Roblox in class as often as they were at home. So I think you saw that last quarter. Uh, I think that while they may see a sequential uptick in activity, I think they're going to continue to disappoint until they stabilize in the post-COVID world. Okay. Fair enough. Um, there was another one that was coming up in the chat, and it was... Uh, skills. It was skill. Thank you, Joel. It was skills. Um, I know you have an outperform rating on this. You're pretty bullish on skills. Is, has anything changed here? No, it's another one where the uh, opportunity is immense, and I actually think they have a very good um, product, and they have giant, gigantic barriers to entry, so I don't see anybody taking share from them. The The real problem is, and uh, you asked about Roblox as well, Roblox and Skills each have a business model that doesn't resonate with the 
with the guys who create the content that needs to be on their platform, which is that, you know, Roblox charges 70%, Skittles charges 75% of the revenue that they generate because they, Roblox and Skittles, bring the audience to the to the games. Yeah. And <clears throat> the norm in the industry is the 30% that Apple and Microsoft and Sony charge. So um, game creators don't want to pay more than 30%. And as you saw at the Epic Apple suit, they don't even want to pay 30 um, they definitely don't want to pay 70 or 75 and, you know, skill says, well, our value add is that we bring the audience. That's true. But if you have a game that already has an audience, why would you ever put it on skills and give away 75%? So the killer app on skills is words with friends or candy crush that aren't there. And if they were there, you know, every match of words with friends ever played is you against somebody else. Would you bet a dollar to prove to your friends that you could kick their butts? Yes, of course you would. Um, so, you know, skills is able to eventually adapt the split and say to, to words of friends, we'll take you on the platform. You can have 70%. I think they get them instantly. And I think skills revenue goes up, you know, tenfold um, and the stock goes up fivefold quickly. Um, so I like it because I think that potential is great. I think people really do want to wager against one another. I think they want to enter competitive tournaments and see who can beat their friends. Um, and I think that's true of every game. And I had pushback from an investor who said, well, how many people actually think they're better than their friends at games? And the answer is all of them, 100%. There is no gamer who doesn't think they're better than everybody, all their friends at some game. We're all good at something. Um, I happen to be really, really good at Empires and Puzzles and Candy Crush and Fallout. I would bet any, I would bet anybody anything that I could kick their ass on those games. So, but, but, but there are games I suck at. I suck at Call of Duty. Um, so it's not, we don't think we're better than everybody at everything. We think we're better than everybody at the one we like the most. So I actually think Skills has a brilliant model and I think it's going to work. But my God, the stock hits new lows every day. You know, when it hit 20, I thought it was done. When it hit 10, I thought it was done. When it hit five, now it's under four. So I don't know. I mean, that's the market environment we're in, though. If you nosebleed PE or if you're not making money at this current time, they're throwing it out. So there's got to be a lot of babies with the bathwater getting thrown out here. And may maybe this is one of them. Um, you know, and Unity's really been the same thing, too. I mean, you know, it's been hit down, you know, $200 a share. Now it's down to $100 a share. I mean, there's got to be some opportunities out here as well. Yeah, Unity is uh, obviously not profitable, but they're they're close. Uh, and they, it looks to me, you know, they, they've guided that they will be profitable in 2023. Um, my, my model has them, break, you know, breaking even this year in a quarter and making a profit in a quarter. Um, so I, I have them kind of turning it mid-year and their guidance is pretty conservative. So it's hard to, to wash that one out and say they'll never be profitable. The, the, the dream with Unity is, you know, they're at a billion and a half or so in revenue and the stock's trading at 40 billion. So people are going, wait a minute, that's just crazy. You know, they need to make at least 2 billion to justify this. And they're only doing a billion and a half in revenue. Well, they'll make 2 billion when they get to 5 billion of revenue. And they're clearly tracking to that. There's so big margins have, there, correct? Like usually the software, three, four years. The software companies usually have big margins. I mean, that's one thing to consider. It's not like, yes. you know, like 40% margin is what you're saying it's possible, like that they're going to have on this. So if they can grow that revenue, all of a sudden, it doesn't look like such an expensive stock. Right. I was, uh, I mean, I was following this stock and I, I thought like the NFL deal, skills, going back to skills here, I thought that would be 
uh, a saving grace for the company. Is that just not turned out to what it was supposed to be, or is it? Are there some results coming up later on? What am I? What am I? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely delayed gratification. Uh, that that deal is a competition among game developers to make a game that gets approved by the NFL and embraced. Um, apparently, they have you know hundreds of of submissions, and they've narrowed it down to a handful of finals. But again, whatever that game is, and let's say it's the best NFL game ever made, it doesn't have an audience. So you're going to have to build one. Would you rather put Madden football on there and give EA 75% of the revenue? Or would you rather put on your own NFL game and and you keep 75% of the revenue? I'd rather have the one with 6 million players. I mean, so, so again, I agree. I think people see NFL and go, well, wait a minute, Madden's popular. So this will be too. But why don't you just sign deals with the established brands? Who cares? Put them in. It's sort of like opening up a retail store and saying we're only selling our own own merchandise, which was the gap back in the day before they picked up Levi's. So, you know, and before you guys are born, 1985, I think they added Levi's. But you don't want to sell only unbranded merchandise. If you sell brands, you're going to get Foot Locker wouldn't survive if they didn't have Nikes. So, you know, these guys should start letting Nike into the store and and watch their sales go up. William Sonoma doesn't sell private label. They sell, you know, they sell brand name stuff plus private label. Um Michael, before I let you go, uh Playtech, uh so you had a note on that one, PLTK, I think you had a note out today on that. Um and you were you were intermediate term bearish but potentially short term bullish. Is that is that right? Uh, Playtica, they're going to beat the quarter, I think. Okay, so um, they they made a mistake. You know, they came out public and the stock went up and went straight down like everything else. They're valued at about half of what Zynga's valued at Zynga's takeout. So so Playtica looks pretty good if you think that there's any more M and A activity, and they're the same size as Zynga. Um, they're not good at advertising, and they should. They, they, that's big upside if they ever figure it out. Um, <clears throat> but the short term versus uh, intermediate term. Um, they they made a mistake in the September quarter when they guided to it. So when they guided back in July to the September quarter, they missed. And so out of the gate, you know, they, they had a miss. And um, I think they've learned from that. So I expect the full year guide because they're a calendar year to be wimpy because I don't I think they they got burned so badly missing a quarter. They will never guide to a number that they aren't 100 percent certain they will beat. Um, so I expect they're going to guide 100 million or so below the street for the year, and that yeah. could be a risk on the earnings call. They have an analyst day; they're reporting March 1st. They have an analyst day March 3rd, or an in-person in New York uh, analyst day. So I expect that when they get to the analyst day, they're going to give us a multi-year plan and show us how revenues are going to go up like crazy and the stock's going to rip. So it's a one or two day issue, you know, reporting on March 1st in the morning. And then uh, analysts stay in the morning on the third. So opportunity to buy it on the first and second, I think. All right. PLTK is that one. Michael Pachter, equity analyst, Wayne Bush Securities. Michael, always a pleasure. Thanks, Michael. Coming on Thanks, there. boys. All righty. Uh, it is 8.50 here. There's a couple more headlines I wanted to cover quickly. Uh, just as Joel and I were wrapping up the At The Close show yesterday, I saw Monster just blast off out of nowhere. Yeah. And there was this rumor that Monster and Constellation brands are having some merger talks. And I, this is totally unconfirmed here. And I think the stock gave a lot of those gains back. It, it did. Uh, but it spiked up. How high did it get last night, Joel? 
Uh, it got over ninety-two bucks. Oh boy! Uh, Doggos get excited. Who 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 reported that? Um, the oh, deal reporter. I don't even. I couldn't tell the you. Pop and dump report. Oh, we Bloomberg. don't say stuff like that. It was Bloomberg, I think. Bloomberg okay. reported that there I had been. I mean, you you obviously have certain. You know, Bloomberg, Wall Street Journal. These are high end. You know where the rumors are coming, and they have other mid tiers. Sometimes they get them right. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes you know there's track records. Obviously, I don't know who this is coming from, too. But you've always got to look. Coming from Wall Street Journal, coming from Bloomberg, or serious rumors. There usually is something to them. Not always, but there is something. You know, usually something to them. You're just getting it from some random, you know, tweet. There's a lot of people who have opinions on stuff, or they think they know something. And then that's not as much. It's the same thing. I mean, the sports world, really, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got a hockey trade. TSN's, you know, breaking a rumor. It's serious. You know, you get, you know, some, you know, blogger yeah. breaking something. It's never usually materialized. It's kind of how it is in stocks. So I, I mean, you're buying stocks up ten bucks on rumors like a monster. This you're isn't a, a high too. growth business. This isn't something that's getting a 30, 40, 50 percent premium. So you pay up 10, 12, 15% for something on a rumor, you're giving up all the edge right away. So 92 was up there for a second, and then it came right back down. I mean, they were buying Constellation on this. I Actually, last night, too, SD Zebra was trading up, I noticed, last night as well. But again, we have no confirmation of any of this. No. So, you know, you get these opportunities. I mean, SDZ traded 240 bucks, and they were potentially going to be the acquirer, probably. So, Who drinks Monster Beverage? Still, well, I don't, I don't actually know. Let's find out what they own because there's I, a lot of people because that actually um, makes some money, Joel. What's a P on Monster? They make some money. I, I wait one thing at a time. I'm looking at what they what they own. What, what other drinks they have besides Monster? Because I haven't had a Monster to Joel's point in quite some time. Uh, to as to the PE question, mm-hmm. MNST forward PE of twenty eight. Um, not crazy. And as far as brands, oh, they're oh, it's all energy drinks. Brands I've never heard of, honestly. <laughs> so, um, Full Throttle, Nos, Burn, Relentless, Rain, Mother, Predator, all the all energy drink brands. I've never heard of any of them, so I don't know. Um, anyway, so there was that headline. There's a couple other headlines this morning that um, I know we say this a lot, but like if it was a year ago. These stocks are are up twenty thirty percent this morning. Space has a headline that they're taking. Uh, uh, starting tomorrow, they'll be taking uh, uh, t- accepting ticket sales to the general public for their uh, their launches. How much? Um, I don't know if they reduced the cost. They didn't. They didn't say. I'm looking at the press release. We're right like me now. and Joel looking for that discount. Four hundred you know, bucks to space ticket. Joel, Joel, it's it's initial deposit of one hundred fifty thousand dollars and a total price. Of oh, let me check my uh, checking account. Four hundred fifty thousand. Pass that with Lisa. <laughs> How about uh, is there like a buy one get one free or a companion flight? Anything like that? Not, are available? No, no, there no? Gosh darn it! I don't know. Um. And you know, I think Jeremy took. You know, we're gonna have to get Jeremy on. I think he, is it Friday? Maybe he's on because I think he did book a reservation on something. I can't remember what it was. We'll ask Jeremy. Yeah, when, uh, he comes um, and then uh, thrown a space. Fisker. That's how rumors start. Fisker FSR had a headline that they are now accepting reservations or pre-orders for the Fisker pair. Um, the pair. Fisker, of- right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, the the personal electric automotive revolution PEAR pair 
uh, starting price of just under $30,000 before uh, taxes. So anyway, Fisker shouldn't hire. But again, if it was a year ago, Fisker would be at like 13 bucks by now, <laughs> but it's not. This uh, is anyway. yeah. This is the environment that we're in. I mean, we're gonna see. And I've said before, out of all these EV startups, I like Fisker the best. I sold them all back in November because it looked like it was starting to get rough. It looked like we were getting into an environment where I didn't want to own a lot of companies that don't make money. And that was a correct call. Will I get back into Fisker eventually? I think I will. I haven't seen that turn though. I don't think I need to hurry back into this position. I do believe that we Fisker is going to make cars. They have the deal with Magna, so they have the, the, the path to production. I think we're going to see Fiskers on the road. I do think that there's a story here eventually again, and I think you know they're, they're going to they're get some revenue. So I like this company. I'm not sure I like the stock yet for the simple reason is that I don't know if you know it's, we're in this environment where we can be in companies yet that don't make money. We have been punished in those companies, and I've had a couple of them punished as well so we're just you know not in the market environment that's maybe you know going to be you know taken off 12 15 18 we might get to that environment again and obviously we'll add risk at that point in time but it seems like every time we look like we're turning the corner and all these stocks that don't make money that they just pull the rug out from under them again too many bag holders you were really patient with that one, Dennis. I was I mean, in it a you, long time. Yeah, you were. You and were. I actually didn't want to sell it. I really didn't. But I, And then everything started breaking down. This was back in like, this is early December. And I think I sold the last of it at like $18 because it just felt like they were, they were hitting everything. I looked at my portfolio and if it wasn't making money, I dumped it. So I was like, I, I actually like this company, but I'm like, they are just dumping all stocks that don't make money. And I don't want to own any of them. So at that point, so I don't know when it's safe to come back into the waters here, but I feel like the sharks are still swimming out there and they're going to bite my feet off. So I'm not even dip my toe in for that reason. So I'm just saying, laying back, waiting for my opportunity. Give me the sign that it's turning. But right now I still see the same two major problems within the driver. Interest rate concerns are not going away anytime soon. And now you have Ukraine problems, you know, where we're talking about war. So both of those environments are just not that, um, you know, that, that I want to go risk on here. And I think that's why every rally, even the overnight rally that we have yeah, right already, now yeah, is already should... starting to fade. Yep. I mean, you've got to be taking the opportunity on the rips to lighten up. If you are all in, you don't want to be all in in this market. You can be invested, you know, and you can be invested, but you don't want to be on margin and going all in and we're turning around and we're going back to 2020. I don't think we're going back to 2020 anytime soon. There's simply too many bag holders, too many people have gotten harmed. I still think even crypto, um, you know, it's had a nice rally here overnight again, but I'm skeptical there as well. Just, you know, and long term, maybe not, but short term here, I don't think you got to hurry into these trades. High of the day, I mean, you don't know for sure, but now you backed off 23 handles off that high. So that's just, that means, you know, some people did get caught up there. Oh, we're going to 4,500 today. So things are going to thicken up on the down, on the upside a little bit. Now on the downside, like you're still up over a percent. You're still up over 50 handles. Are you going to, are you going to buy Apple on the open and then hope it doesn't? I mean, it's probably, is that gapping up? Yeah. I mean, you're buying Apple now. I mean, you're risking the fact it could go down and, you know, touch the top of yesterday's range on a one quick, you know, one swoop down to 169.31. So I still like the top of Monday's range, just, and that's in the uh, uh, 40, 
420 handle, and that coincides with mid range. So I, that, that's why I, I like it. I don't. I just don't see a point between you know, let's say 44.30 and 44.45 where you have like defined risk. So that's at least what we're looking at here. But uh, I'm going to hop off, guys, and I'm going to go over to Pre-Market Prep Plus. We did not do any tickers today. We we missed a bunch. I mean, people asked about Airbnb because they report tonight. The earnings are going to pick up once again, right? So it was very light. Yesterday is very late this morning, but we've got Airbnb. I'll bring it up on the on the screen here. We got Airbnb. Big companies. We point. we got Viacom. Yeah. Here we got uh Win, yeah. uh Roblox. We discussed Lazy Boy. I'm gonna make a note right now, Dennis. Tomorrow morning, you're gonna tell the Lazy Boy. Oh story. gosh, it's, you gotta schedule like 20 minutes for that. It's been like two years since we've told the Lazy Boy story. All right, I'll tell you the Lazy. You guys, give me a five minute block. It's I'm running. I'm running story. in the dock for tomorrow. Uh. Tomorrow morning, Shopify, uh, Kraft Heinz, the Trade Desk, Garmin, Hilton. So, uh, yeah, earnings picking back up here. But uh, that's that'll be a wrap for our show today. I do want to plug once again our brand-new YouTube membership program. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to YouTube.com slash Benzinga. You'll see that button right there on the homepage. It says Join. I see some people already did it. Ron John, Riff Raff. Uh, uh, Shelly, a few others in the chat. Um, and what that gets you, uh, we only have one tier up right now. It's uh, $4 a month. And what that gets you is custom emojis. Emojis, uh, right now we've got me, Mitch, Aaron Bree, and Hot Stocks Luke. We'll be adding more, though. We'll also be adding other benefits. We'll be doing some exclusive content. We're going to have some membership-only chat days. Uh, going forward, nothing nothing yet, but going forward, we will have that. So uh, check it out, youtube.com slash Benzinga. And uh, if you want some custom emojis, there you go. Uh, nobody asked for that. Nobody said, hey, I want an emoji of Spencer, but we live in a society. Uh, so that'll be a wrap for our show today. Thanks to our guest, Michael Pachter. Thanks to all of you in our chat. Hey, check out Benzinga Pro, guys. You can get a uh, free two-week trial or 25% off. That's right. 25% off Benzinga Pro. I'm putting the link in the description. Or I'm sorry, in the chat right there. There it is. Uh, I just put it in. I'm going to pin it now to the top of the chat. Should have been there all day. Uh, there we go. 25% off Benzinga Pro. Use that link and do it right now. Uh, how are we doing on likes for the day? We're at 300-something likes. Is that right? 345. Let's get to 500 likes in the next like 10 seconds. Uh, that would be awesome. Uh, live trading with Benzinga is going live next, so stay tuned for that. Please remember all the information from our show, from every show that we do here. It's meant to be used as informational purposes only, not for investing or trading advice. And I'm going to hop live trading with Mitch, Zunaid, Ryan, going live in a couple minutes. Everyone have a great day and good luck at the Open. When you need meal 
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.